0: Today we're going to wrap up season six of the MCOCME podcast with a look back on when I completed Act Six, what I'm doing in Act Six now, and some pros and cons about it. This is the MCOCME podcast, and I'm your host Zach Rossi. So a year ago, thanks to you know the pandemic and quarantine, I decided to buckle down and really try to hammer out the rest of Act Six. Uh, When I got back into the States uh, after my last tour, I was just in the middle of like Act 6.3, I recall. So this was a good time to, you know, blast through the rest of Act 6.3, go through Act 6.4, beat the Grandmaster, uh, enjoy the the victory, get the rewards, yada, yada, yada. Um, So, you know, with that done, I kind of put the brakes on act 6 I didn't really do anything for a while unless it was kind of one of those like um daily solo objective crystals where it was like hey complete a quest in act 6 and I'm like okay well then I'll I'll jump back in and uh start doing some stuff but towards the end of the summer into the fall of 2020 I decided to try to 100% complete act 6 so what I decided to do at first was just you know sort of nickel and dime my way through uh act 6.1 just try to clear content here and there do whatever I can and I did it I think I I finally beat all of act 6.1 100% back in October once again put it on the brakes and then I slowly started making my way through act 6.2 uh last night I actually completed uh all of 100% of act 6.2.4 which was really cool um but uh I decided to kind of sort of take inventory on my situation so far because a lot of things have happened ever since uh AXX has dropped, and there's always a lot of players who are kind of questioning as to whether or not they should go through it again or even if they want to do it, which you should do it, and I'm going to get to that in a second. But I decided to make a pros and cons list of Axix. Now, Now, these are, these are from my experiences. Everyone's experiences are different. But I did some research, I talked to some different players, and this is what I had come up with in terms of a pros and a cons list regarding Act 6. So, here we go. Act 6, I'm going to start off with the pros side of things. Um, my first point, this is where players finally become cavalier. If you beat all of Act 6.1 on one initial completion, you become cavalier. Uh, it's really cool for a lot of players who are progressing. They uh, they get really excited, really proud of the achievement, and uh, I I gotta you know applaud their efforts. It's not easy to do because of the requirements. But if you are looking to progress yourself in the game further, get better rewards, get better chances at greater champions, Act Six Point One is the place to be. Get that Cavalier title because you can only go up from there. Uh, my second point. There are tougher fights in Act 6, but it's going to make you better. I've always suggested that if you are flirting with the idea of getting into Act 6, there's two things you need to do. Number one is go back and fully explore all of Act 5 because you'll get some rewards. You'll be able to rank up your champions, and it'll get you kind of prepped up for Act 6. Also, jump into a couple of variants to kind of get an idea about how some of these nodes are going to work, so you are prepared, so you're not kind of walking in there blindly and wasting potions, revives, and units. Uh, My third point, there's some really cool global nodes that, they're not too tough, but you just got to be mindful of. For example, life cycle and destructive feedback. Um, 6.2.4, that's kind of the main node out of that one. I like that node a lot. I think it requires players to sort of balance between being offensive and defensive and you know with the kingpin buff at the end because he's the boss it might be a little tricky for certain players but it's really not you have to be you just have to be mindful you have to be a little bit more cerebral and just pay attention to the to the you know little little clock on the uh defender side of the screen just to make sure that you do not get hurt and get that damage but I do like the global nodes that x6.1 and 6.2 have to offer They do kind of come with a little bit of a like caveat, but it's worth it. It's going to make you better. Um, My next point, the rewards are pretty solid. Uh, You do get some pretty cool rewards for initial completion of Acts 6.1, 2, 3, and 4. They're really good. Uh, They can definitely help you uh, progress your roster in terms of ranking up champions for the next piece of content or even just acquiring new champions. I like them. Um, They're really cool rewards, and, you know, they definitely uh, sort of speak to your progression in the game. Um, My next point, it is half of the requirement in order to achieve Thronebreaker. Now, for those of you who don't know how to get Thronebreaker, there's two requirements. One, you have to take a six-star champion to rank three, which can be a little tedious. But... The other half of the equation is you have to clear Act 6.4. You have to have beaten the Grandmaster. So if you do that, you're already halfway there. Whoa! Sorry, I just I had to do it. But if you are trying to get to Thronebreaker, go for it. That's what you should do. You should focus on trying to get Act 6.4 in the bag. So that way, at least half the work's done. Uh, my next point. It will keep you busy. Uh, I find x 6 is one of those pieces of content that, that once you get involved with it, you will be busy. It will take up some time, some of your energy refills, but it is a piece, well, pieces of content uh, that will keep you busy in terms of research, acquiring champions, ranking them up. It's good. Um, I find it to be actually really good for progressing players in that sense. And then finally... Um, Act six actually got a nerf, and some of the uh, boss fights got themselves a nerf as well, like the champion in, in six point two point six. But it is not as hard as it used to be in terms of like block penetration damage and also uh, damage output from defenders. It's a little bit more. Um, uh, what's the what's the phrase I want to use here? It's more cur- uh, you know what it's it's more tailored to. Players without having like the headaches, if you will. That sentence probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if you had played Axe before the nerf, um, block penetration damage was crazy. Uh, and, and it was just kind of like really annoying. But since they tweaked it, it's more um, it's more tame. That's what I would want to say. And you can actually do the parries without really receiving a lot of damage in your health pool. So I do like that. And it is kind of a nice little thing to have for players who have been on the fence about getting into Act 6. Let's jump into the cons list next. Now, this is a little bit longer, but hear me out with certain things because all that glitters is not gold. But, hopefully my points are valid. If they're not tossing a point or two, let's, uh, let's have fun with it. Okay, so the big thing about Act 6, first point here, is that it does require a diverse 5 and 6 star roster for full exploration, Because some of the requirements in certain quests require you to have like four six-star champions or five, um, sorry, sorry, rather, uh, like five-star champions, uh, like four that are science class, mystic, skill, etc. That might hold a lot of players back from fully completing and fully exploring certain parts of Act 6. And, you know, it might be tough for them to get five and six-star champions unless their credit card is at the ready, but... Act 6 does require you to have a pretty healthy roster of 5 and 6 stars in order to really do a full exploration. My second point is that some boss fights cannot be completed without the proper champion or champions. For example, a lot of players loathe the crossbones boss in Act 6.1. If you have a robot champion uh, or a poison immune champion, you're all set. But the Mr. Sinister boss fight in 6.2 is a little bit more tricky. Um, people have done the Heimdall synergy with Angela or Hella just to kind of give their uh, poison immune champion a permanent fury buff because that's kind of how he takes the damage. Uh, Warlock's also really a really great option as well. And then there's also like the Mordo 6.2.5 boss fight. I mean, there's some pretty tough cookies in these pieces of content. And if you don't have the right champions to properly beat them, you're going to be finding yourself spending a lot of resources. So it does require you to kind of exercise a little bit of patience and build that roster up and find the right people. My next point. You do get a sh- to, you know, because once you beat 6.1, you get these Cavalier Crystals. And you do get them for completing um, chapters. But the rewards can be atrocious. You do all this work in a Act 6 path. You finally beat... The whole thing. And you get these Cavalier Crystals. You open them up. And it's like a couple three-star champions. Which I think is just the biggest pain in the ass for a lot of players. And I wholly support any reason for them to gripe about that. I do think the Cavalier Crystals have... They do need to be tweaked. I've mentioned it before in previous episodes. But the floor needs to be like at least a four-star champion. Three-star champions and Cavalier Crystals. That needs to be taken care of sooner than later. Um, but I will discuss that on another episode, which I think I actually did. I got to go look, but I know I've talked about it. Um, my next point, the paths are very, very long. You will find yourself spending some energy refills for sure. Have them at the ready. There's a lot of exploration to be done. These paths are very, very long. My next point is kind of tied in with my previous, but some of these path explorations are poorly laid out. For example, in Act 6-2 point four there are a couple of paths that are so teeny tiny that you literally have to go back and get them because they count for like two percent towards the full exploration I've always hated that I don't understand why there needs to be like a half inch path in like a big piece of content like that just make everything straightforward make it streamlined if you want to crossings that's fine but I don't know, I think those little teeny tiny paths are kind of just really annoying and that's where a lot of players, you know, have a big gripe and they kind of find themselves wasting energy refills on those. Uh, My next point, players will eventually lose interest. There's other pieces of content that are coming out all the time. Um the game is not wholly centered around the story, quest, the story quests like it used to be. There's Abyss, there's Labyrinth, there's the Cavalier monthly EQ, then there's all sorts of like monthly side event stuff going on. Players are probably going to find themselves going into those to try to get better rewards and probably have a better experience. Not to say that Act 6 is not fun, but there's other things that they can do that are more worthwhile, like Variants, uh, for example, which are kind of like a little bit of a microcosm of Act 6, but they're a lot more fun and a lot more unique. My next point since Act 7.1 has dropped, players have been more inclined to do that. And I agree. Uh, when Act 7 came out, I was like, wow, this is so concise. It's straightforward. The fights are fun. I'm not spending a whole lot of energy resources, and I like it. And the rewards are pretty kick-ass too, especially if um, you're a Cavalier player who's trying to get to that Thronebreaker title. If you fully explore it, um, you're gonna become a Thronebreaker. I did. Many other players have done the same. So, you know, Act Seven Point One is kind of blowing Act Six out of the water just a little bit. And then my last point: um, whenever Act Seven Point Two uh, drops, that's definitely going to take attention attention away from. Act six. Just because if Act Seven was anything, you know, to foreshadow what's going to come, I and a lot of other players are definitely gonna put more time and effort into the Act Seven than we will Act Six. That's it. That's all I got for that list. Um just to kind of put a bow on everything too. Um number one, I want to thank people that have been supporting the the show for six seasons now. It's really cool. Um, love the support. Um, I actually got a mention on my Twitter last night. Somebody was uh, asking about like really cool uh, MCOC content. And I got a shout out from, uh boy, I got to find the name here. Sorry, let me just pull up from, from smash and uh, smash. Just want to say um, thanks a lot for that. It means, it means a lot. Thank you for supporting and encouraging other, other people to come check out the channel as well. And then, What I want to say here at the end is I know that it's been a little bit of a tumultuous time in the game, outside of the game, the community, there's been people that have been um, the victims of toxicity, people have left who have been really cool content creators. There's been a lot of bugs, a lot of glitches, a lot of apologies being thrown around. And, you know, it does kind of suck when players are kind of sort of decreasing the time spent in the game, but... I have a feeling it's going to get better. I think, if anything, Kabam is probably looking at this month as like a blueprint of what not to do going forward. Uh, I really encourage them to do that if they aren't. We did get some really cool champion busts. Unfortunately, the hood thing didn't work out. We got some new champions. The Odin thing is a little bit of a work in progress now, but um, they always say with March, it comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. And I think that's where the contest is going to go. I think that's where the game's going to go. And I think that's where the community is going to go, too. Uh, you know, this is a temporary kind of thing. Um, all storms will pass. You know, it's just just a, you know, progression of life. But at the end of the day, we also got to be there for each other. We all got to be supportive of one another. Um, there's plenty of other people in the community right now doing podcasts like uh, Mr. Sinister And, uh, well, (laughs) Mr. Sinister Minister, and uh, he's doing great there. Uh, UMCOC Deacon has been great as well. Go support these people. Uh, Go just, you know, throw a like on the channel. Do whatever you can to support your your brothers and sisters who are doing the good stuff. And uh, like I always say, never underestimate the power of a phone call and or a text message or even just a message online. You never know what people are going through. And it's just good to check in with everybody. Just to say, hey, how are you? How you doing? So, buckle up, season seven. I don't know what's going to happen in season seven. Could be fun. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. Kind of firing off the hip, but we will see. And I can't wait for it. So, thanks for tuning in, and I will see you all next time on season seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, of the MCOCME podcast.